Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the From Ballparks to Buzzer Beer Sportscast. I'm your host, Paramortinos, and today, even with some slow news rolling in, we still have a phenomenal episode planned for you guys. So, NBA free agency started last week, but I don't want to dive into that just yet. Um, I want to see if some other deals start popping up in the next week or so. So we'll talk about NBA free agency for sure next week. Um, in July, we also have we'll have some more baseball coverage for you guys. We'll also have some more um, Patriots and NFL stuff as a whole heading in new training camp and the Open Golf Tournament taking place at St. Andrews um, in July as well. But today, I thought, we should do something fun. Um, we haven't done a draft day in a while, and so I'm doing it by myself. But instead of a draft day, what I will be doing is I will be giving you my top 10. So whether it's a top 10, um, maybe one day it's top 10 um, Boston Patriots players, top 10 Celtics players, something like that. Today we will be doing top 10 Super Bowls. We have not done anything like this um, in a while, so I thought it would be fun to mix um some stuff in and we will be starting from um number 10 and we'll be going 10 through 1 and um I'll also give you some honorable mentions um before we start but the criteria for which these Super Bowls are placed are obviously how the game went whether it was a close game whether it was a blowout so you're not going to see like the Seahawks 43 to 8 victory over the Broncos in Super Bowl 48 on the list because that was a blowout. Um, we'll also have if it was a game-winning field goal, like in some Patriots Super Bowls, it may be a game-winning touchdown, like in the Pittsburgh Steelers Arizona Cardinals Super Bowl. That will certainly help the Super Bowl's case. Um, also, maybe there was a story, so like maybe the Patriots were trying to go for nineteen and zero in oh seven. Um, maybe Tom Brady was trying to win his first Super Bowl as a Buccaneer. That also helps the Super Bowls as well. And the last thing is future implications and did it live up to the hype. So, like, the recent Tampa Bay Buccaneers-Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl, that Super Bowl didn't really live up to the hype. Um, But the Super Bowl between the New England Patriots and the St. Louis Rams, um, Super Bowl thirty six, that had massive future implications for the sport as the Patriots became the next great dynasty after, while the while the um, Rams were trying to make a dynasty that year. So um, I think we should get started here with the number 10 Super Bowl on the list, which is Super Bowl 38 um, between the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. The Patriots won this game 32-29 to with Tom Brady being named as the MVP of this Super Bowl. So this was a great Super Bowl. We really saw... Two high-scoring offenses, especially in the second quarter, where it seemed like each team um, was going back and forth with Jake Delholm leading the Panthers and Tom Brady leading the Patriots. Um, After the dormant first quarter, that second quarter really erupted. And then Tom Brady, for the second time in his second Super Bowl, led the Patriots on another game-winning drive. Amvinatieri put the field goal through the uprights, never a doubt. And that really helped the Patriots case and that led to them eventually going back the next year and being the Eagles in Super Bowl 39. Um, so that is what kicked off our list. 
uh, with the number 10 Super Bowl. Some other Super Bowls that were in contention for that. Um, Super Bowl three between the Baltimore Colts and the New York Jets, where Joe Namath famously declared that he would win. Um, also, the 49ers Bengals Super Bowl with Joe Montana's game-winning drive. And the Eagles-Patriots Super Bowl, Super Bowl 39, where Deion Branch was being named MVP. But we will be kicking off the list with Super Bowl 38 um, at the number 10 spot. And then at the 9 spot, um, Super Bowl 46. This is between the New York Giants and the New England Patriots. The Giants won this Super Bowl 21-17 with Eli Manning being named the Super Bowl MVP. This was the second meeting between the Giants and the Patriots um, in the Super Bowl in the past four years. Um, this one, not as bad as the first loss, which will be coming up on the list, but it, this one still stung. Um, the Patriots haven't won a Super Bowl since Super Bowl 39, so this was a long drought for them. This was when we still thought that the Patriots dynasty could be over. Uh, Mario Manningham's 40-yard sideline toe-tap catch led the um, charge on Eli Manning's final drive, and then Ahmed Bradshaw punched it in. Um, the Patriots were trying to let them score, and then Tom Brady's Hail Mary attempt add, as the clock ticked down to triple zeros um, was incomplete, and the Patriots um, lost their second Super Bowl in four years to the New York Giants. Um this was, as a Patriots fan, not a great Super Bowl. But you look at it and you say, well, the Patriots were trying to avenge their 2007 loss. They were unable to do so. Um, the Patriots had a great team this year. Gronk was playing on a hurt ankle. That might have affected some things. And um, you look at it and you say, well, if the Patriots had won this Super Bowl, they could have been seven-time Super Bowl champs. Um, with Tom Brady, even if they had won that one in 07, which we'll discuss a little bit later. Now, heading over into the number eight spot is Super Bowl ten between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Dallas Cowboys. Um, the Steelers won this game 21-17 over the Cowboys with wide receiver Lynn Swan being named the MVP. He had four catches for 161 yards in this game. Excuse me. Um... Roger Staubach was trying to lead the Cowboys to a Super Bowl victory. Um, this was when the Steelers had the steel curtain defense. Terry Bradshaw um, was the quarterback of this team, I believe. Um, um, Roger Staubach tried to lead, lead his team down to get um, a late game-winning touchdown, but his pass was intercepted. Um, another great Super Bowl. This one's mostly remembered for Lynn Swan's acrobat catch while he was being tugged down by a Dallas Cowboys um, cornerback. Um, Lynn Swan had hers ankled. They weren't even sure if he was going to play, but he suited up. And as I mentioned before, won MVP with four catches for 161 yards. So that is Super Bowl number 10, taking the eighth spot on the list. Um, the Cowboys and Steelers played in another memorable Super Bowl later, um, just a couple years later. Um, and, you know, this was these two teams were really the premier teams. You had 
Staubach versus Bradshaw, and then later you had the Cowboys peaking in the 90s. Um, but the Steelers tied with the Patriots for the most Super Bowl wins with six. And the Cowboys, I believe they have four Super Bowl wins. Um, I need to double-check that. They have four or five. But another tough loss for this Dallas Cowboys team and Roger Staubach. Heading over to the number seven Super Bowl on the list, the Super Bowl 25. The New York Giants won this game 20-19 to over the Buffalo Bills with running back Otis Anderson being named MVP. Um, a lot of headlines to come out of this Super Bowl. The Bills, this was their first time um, in four years. This was They may, wouldn't make four straight Super Bowls, but this was the first of those. And it ended up turning out to be their best chance. Um, Scott Norwood tried out for, I believe, what was a 47-yard field goal attempt. Sailed wide right. And if you say wide right to any Bills fans, they will. Um, they know exactly what you mean, and they know that you're mocking them. But... This game also grew the legend of Giants defensive coordinator Bill Belichick, who said if Thurman Thomas, the Bills running back, rushes for over 100 yards, that the New York Giants would end up winning this game. And I believe Thurman Thomas had about 110 yards. He definitely had over 100. And although it took a missed field goal, Bill Belichick's words proved prophetic and the Giants were able to win this game 2019. Um, this was one of those games where you, if you were the Bills, you would say, oh, we'll be back here. We'll have a couple more good chances. They were back in the Super Bowl, but they lost to the Redskins and then to the Cowboys twice, I believe, um, in the three years after that. And this Super Bowl is really the one that haunts Bill fans and probably haunts Jim Kelly and Thurman Thomas, and Andre Reid, um, famous members of that Buffalo Bills offense. And that's the one, if you're a Bills fan, you look back and say, that's that's the one that we should have had. That's the one that we should have won. And um, they still haven't won a Super Bowl. And they're Super Bowl favorites this year behind Josh Allen. Um, it just seems like sometimes the Bills... This is why I'm not picking the Bills on a um, tangent. This is why I'm not picking the Bills to win the Super Bowl this year. Um, I just, I, I knew see it first. They just have too much bad luck here in the playoffs in recent years. But Super Bowl 25 between the Giants and the Bills is the number seven spot on the list. And then at number six, Super Bowl 36 between the New England Patriots and the St. Louis Rams. The Patriots won this game 20-17 to with young quarterback Tom Brady being named MVP. Um, this one was a phenomenal game. Ty Law had a pick six. Um, Tom Brady led that game-winning drive with a minute and 31 seconds left. Um, John Madden, who was the color analyst for this game, said that the Patriots should just take a knee, play for overtime. Um, Bill Belichick and Brady had other ideas, and before you knew it, Alvin Terry's kicks sailed through the uprights, and the Patriots were world champions as a 14-point underdog in this game. So the reason why this is high on the list um, is obviously a phenomenal game. I mentioned Ty Law's pick six, but the Patriots defense also bottled up Marshall Falk and Isaac Bruce and Kurt Warner. Um, and Bill Belichick proved his mettle again as a defensive genius. Um, 
between this game and Super Bowl 25, which we just talked about. In addition, um, this one had massive future implications as the Patriots went on to win five more Super Bowls um, during the duration of Tom Brady's um, tenure in a New England Patriots uniform. Um, and Kurt Warner never got back to this stage as a member of the Rams. He did get back as a member of the Arizona Cardinals, but this this was basically it for the greatest show on turf after this game, and that is what Super Bowl 36 occupies the number six spot on the list. Heading over to the number five spot on the list is Super Bowl 43 between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Arizona Cardinals. The Pittsburgh Steelers won this game 27-23 with wide receiver Santonio Holmes being the named the MVP of this Super Bowl. I I could certainly um I would certainly listen to a case that this one should be higher, um, perhaps over the next Super Bowl. I don't think it breaks the top three, but I could I would listen to it being number four. I mean, this game had it all. Larry Fitzgerald, long reception touchdown, um, James Harrison, a hundred yard pick six, and then the memorable um Ben Roethlisberger throw into a tight window. Santonio Holmes catches it in the back corner of the end zone. Gets those two feet um, down inbounds, handing Ben Roethlisberger his second Super Bowl title. Um, phenomenal game. Kurt Warner, um, who we just talked about, he was the quarterback of the Arizona Cardinals. Um, this was really Larry Fitzgerald's best chance to win a Super Bowl. He wouldn't really get close. Um, again, in his career, he had some... Um, some playoff heartbreak, especially in 2015 in that game against the Green Bay Packers. But you look at the Super Bowl, and this really cemented, in my opinion, Ben Roethlisberger as the best quarterback um, other than Peyton Manning and Tom Brady as generation. Although Eli Manning won two Super Bowls, um, Roethlisberger just had more talent than Eli did. And if, however, if Roethlisberger had only won one Super Bowl, um, you could certainly hear the case that, um, that Eli Manning was the better quarterback. But I think this win showed that Roethlisberger was the best quarterback out of that 04 draft class. Um, and I think, although, Drew Brees is probably his biggest um his biggest threat to that kind of third best quarterback. Um Brees only has one Super Bowl title and especially later in his career he had chances to get back and he just couldn't. So right now I would put Ben Roethlisberger over Drew Brees, but that's another discussion for another time in Super Bowl 43 in that five spot. Um really um, helped Roethlisberger's case and ended up hurt, hurting Kurt Warner's case. And then at the number four spot, we have Super Bowl 34 between the St. Louis Rams and the Tennessee Titans where the Rams won this game 23-16 to with the MVP being named Kurt Warner. And this, Mike Martz, um, the coach, this was really the start of the greatest show on turf. They didn't get back the next year. Um, that game was between the Ravens and 
Um, I want to say the Buccaneers, um, if I'm right, where the Ravens won with that awesome defense. Um, but if Kurt Warner, I mean, you're looking at, in Kurt Warner, a guy who won one Super Bowl title as a undrafted free agent, a guy who could have really been a three-time Super Bowl champion if not for a legendary field goal drive by Tom Brady and that ridiculous catch by Santonio Holmes. I mean, this guy, he, I know he's a Hall of Famer, but if he had won even one more of these Super Bowls, this could be a very different conversation. And this Super Bowl is what launched it. Although they only won 23-16 and the offense didn't completely live up to their gray show on turf um, nickname, Kurt Warner was phenomenal in this game. And this game is bumped up over the list. I, I put Super Bowls 43 and, and 34 um, very similar to each other. Um, but Super Bowl 34 just was a great game down at the very end where Dyson stopped at the one-yard line. He's just one yard short of the Titans sending this game to overtime. Maybe they went for it in two um, and would have tried to win the game in regulation. But regardless, this was a great Super Bowl. And... This should have really launched Kurt Warner's um, candidacy as one of the top 10, top 5, top 10 quarterbacks of all time, but he just could not get the job done in 2001 and then later against the Pittsburgh Steelers in Super Bowl 43. Now, heading into the top three, I I think that although Super Bowl 34 is great and although Super Bowl 43 is great, I think that these three Super Bowls are really head and shoulders above the rest. And we're going to start with Super Bowl 42 in the three spot with the New York Giants taking on the New England Patriots where the Giants won 17-14 to with Eli Manning being named quarterback. Um, I'm not going to lie. I don't want to spend a ton of time on this game. Um, I think we all know the story. The helmet catch where Eli Manning's um, being wrestled to the ground by the New England Patriots pass rush. Some, somehow he escapes. David Tyree finds the ball, pins against his helmet over the outstretched arms of number 37, Rodney Harrison. Um, the Patriots trying to go for that undefeated season. They were 18-0. The Patriots played the Giants in the last game of the regular season, and that required a Tom Brady-Randy Moss touchdown to... Um, beat this Giants team, and I think that's what gave the Giants the confidence to go out and beat this New England Patriots team in this game. Uh, and this is another instance where if the Patriots had won this game, um, I would argue that they're still the greatest. The 2007 Patriots are still the greatest team of the 21st century, but this is a case where you could be saying, if they had won this game... Um, they they would have won um four super bowls in 6 years um which is just nuts to think about four super bowls in 7 years maybe um but they they were just unable to do so for whatever reason the offense only put 14 points that giants um pass rush led by Jason Pierre-Paul and Michael Strahan was very very good and they were just unable to get the job done. And I think if you talk to Tom Brady or 
um, anybody who was on that team, Ronnie Harrison, uh, Bill Belichick, I think they would tell you that they would trade any one of the other six of 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 the six Super Bowl victories for that win, and um, the eighteen and one Patriots will forever live in NFL history as the team as the best team that did not win a championship, similar to the um, seventy three and nine. Golden State Warriors, um, where they blew the three-one comeback to LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Heading over to the number two Super Bowl, um, Super Bowl fifty-one between the New England Patriots and the Atlanta Falcons, where the Patriots won this game thirty-four to twenty-eight, with Tom Brady being named the MVP. I think you could make the case that James White was the MVP. Um, Super Bowl record receptions um, in this game, I believe he had fourteen of them. Um, he was huge in this game in addition to three touchdowns, including the game winner um, on the first drive of overtime. This was a game where the Falcons started hot. They were 28-3, and they kind of got a little, um, little lax as this game finished up, and Bray threw that pick six to Robert Alford. Um, but the stretch that you're really looking at, if you're a Falcons fan, is when you're up 28 to 20. Um, they've got the ball in the Patriots 35, 30 yard line, a holding penalty, a sack, another holding penalty brings them out field goal range. And then the Patriots still only go 91 yards to tie this game. And we obviously know Julian Elman's ridiculous catch, a catch finally went their way in the Super Bowl. Um, after not going their way in the two Giants Super Bowls. Um, but 2083 will always be a rallying cry for Patriots fans and will always be um, just an awful thing for this Falcons Falcons team and Falcons fans to hear. And, I mean, you look at this team and it just beat them down. Um, the Falcons never got back to another Super Bowl. They never really were the same. And that culminated in... The trade of Julio Jones before last season um, to the Tennessee Titans. The firing of Dan Quinn. Um, and you also had the trade of Matt Ryan this year. So, um, Matt Ryan won MVP this year. He was phenomenal. He really wasn't the problem in this game. Um, you can blame Kyle Shanahan, who until he wins the Super Bowl will always be regarded as a choker. And you can blame um, the defense, but... This isn't Matt Ryan's fault, but nonetheless, this was the reason why it's not number one on this list, although it was a great comeback, and this was the Patriots' um, second Super Bowl in three years, and they would be um, to the Super Bowl in three straight years in Super Bowl 51, Super Bowl 52, and Super Bowl 53. Um, this this game as a whole was just not as good as some of the as the number one game on this list. Um I mean, from the third quarter on, it was phenomenal, but it it was shaping up to be a blowout here, um, in Houston. But I mean, you, this you can never count Tom Brady out, and the twenty three comeback, and especially once they came back, once they tied it, you knew they were gonna win the coin toss. Everybody in the stadium knew it, and everybody knew they were gonna go down the field and score. Um, so this is definitely, um the second greatest Super Bowl of all time and probably the greatest comeback that we'll ever witness on the game's biggest stage.
Heading over to the number one Super Bowl, I'm sure you guys have probably guessed right now, it's Super Bowl 49 between the Patriots and the Seattle Seahawks where the Patriots won this game 28-24 with Tom Brady being named the MVP. Again, the QB is usually going to get it, but you could make an argument that he didn't deserve it. Um, he did throw two interceptions, two interceptions in this game, including a red zone interception to Jeremy Lane, and then Elman made the tackle, broke his arm. That turned out to be... Um, one of the biggest forgotten plays in the Super Bowl because Edelman then was working against their backup corner. Um, I can't remember his first name, but his last name was Simon, and that's how Edelman scored the final touchdown of Super Bowl 49 um, on a pass on a reception from Tom Brady. But um, this this game was just back and forth a phenomenal football game. You had the Patriots scoring, then the Seahawks answering. Then the Patriots go up 14-7, to seven, and then the Seahawks score on with like 40, they have a 40 seconds to go down the field, and they scored right before halftime on a touchdown pass to Chris Matthews, um, who came alive in this game. Kyle Arrington, that got benched. They put Brandon Browner on um, Chris Matthews. Um, we all know the Seahawks then outscored the Patriots by 10 points in the third quarter, um, and then the Patriots executed the comeback with one touchdown reception to one touchdown pass to Danny Amendola and one to Julian Edelman. But, I mean, we've gone about a minute and a half talking about this game, and we haven't mentioned Malcolm Butler um, yet. Um, this is another thing, like 18-1, and one, like 28-3. Like, I mean, you have Marshawn in the backfield, just run the ball um, at the one-yard line, second and goal. You have another chance. I get that they like the look. They like the pass to lock it and the... Um, the pick play to Jermaine Curse, and you really, you really look at this play, and if if you've watched replays of this play, and you've watched kind of the Deaker Job specials on NFL Network, Brandon Browner made this play, and he he was able to um, jam Curse at the line, which allowed Malcolm Butler to cut in front of Ricardo Lockett to get the interception, and then Hightower pushing him out of the back of the end zone, another massive play, and then. You gotta look at it, and the Patriots couldn't kneel down. They were only at the two yard line, and obviously the end of game um, skirmish was not the way that you want to see. In my opinion, the greatest Super Bowl of all time ended, but um, it's just really what what a game this game was. Um, definitely, in my opinion, the greatest Super Bowl of all time. You had so many. Guys, the Seahawks trying to go for their second straight Super Bowl with the Legion Boom, Cam Chancellor, Earl Thomas, and Richard Sherman. This team was never the same again. Russell Wilson just got traded to the Denver Broncos. Um, you had just I've mentioned some of the forgotten plays. Jeremy Lane's um broken arm, Hightower stopping Marshawn Lynch at the one, um, shedding a block and being able to basically tackle Marshawn Lynch with one arm um to set the stage for Malcolm Butler's interception. Um, Jermaine Curse's acrobatic catch along the sideline ahead of that where um, Devin McCourty had a chance to kick the ball away and Malcolm Butler tipped it and then was able to get up and then tackle Jermaine Curse out of bounds when he probably could have scored. Um, that, that, I think, Jermaine Curse's reception will go down as the best catch in Super Bowl history that... That is forgotten. I mean, you're not going to forget about Elman's catch, Super Bowl 51. You're not going to forget Manningham's catch in Super Bowl 46. You're not going to forget about Tyree's catch in Super Bowl 42. But 
no, you don't hear anybody talk about the Jermaine curse catch, and it's because of Malcolm Butler and Pete Carroll's decision to pass the ball and instead run the ball at the one. But that will do it for the list with um, Super Bowl 49 occupying the number one spot, Super Bowl 51 the two spot, Super Bowl 42 the three spot, Super Bowl 34 the four spot, Super Bowl 43 the five spot, Super Bowl 36 in the sixth spot, Super Bowl 25 in the seventh spot, Super Bowl 10 in the eighth spot, Super Bowl 46 in the ninth spot, and then Super Bowl 38 rounding out the list at the 10th spot. Guys, as always, thank you for listening. Um, as always, go to www.fromballparks2buzzbeers.com. Our emails there, our Instagram is there, our Twitter is there. Guys, please DM us, email us, positive or negative feedback, segment ideas. Um, let me know what you think about my list. Maybe I left some out. Maybe you think that Super Bowl 43 should be ahead of Super Bowl 34. Um, maybe, maybe you um, don't agree with my number one choice of Super Bowl 49. Maybe you think um, 20, the 2083 Super Bowl should be ahead of uh, the Seahawks Super Bowl. So please let me know, guys. As always, thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. Um, I'm your host, Perry Mortino, signing out with the From Ballparks to Buzzer Beer Sportscast. Have a good one, everybody.